Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. What? I've got Cooper with me as always, and hey. a special guest, Mr. Ian from Full Throttle Battery. How you doing? Good, Blom- good. Blomgren. Blomgren. You guys pronounced it right? Nice. The, Solid. Uh, butchered it in my old The mom. Berserker Overlander. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. of his Swedish heritage. <laughs> well, we've got Ian here with us today, because uh, you guys just went on a pretty rad trip. If you've been following along on our social media, um, BDR route. Um, so yeah, you... you kind of put this event together so let's start with uh with really the beginning because it cooper went on it sound epic but as far as bdr and the people have no clue what bdr is uh why don't you touch on that first because it's it's a really cool thing yeah and and what made you want to do this like what made you go you know what this would be amazing. <laughs> so uh, BDR stands for Backcountry Discovery Route. And I want to say the website is like ridebdr.com or something like that. But it's they're connected to Touratech and the uh, Butler Maps systems. Like if you start to mess around on those guys' web page, you inevitably come across the BDR. Coming from motocross, I started to drift towards enduro and dual sport. Sure. And uh, – if you're into that, at one point or another, you're going to run across the BDR footage. You're going to run across guys doing the Washington BDR, and the Washington one is where it all started. So the Touratech okay. guys and the um, the Touratech guys and the uh, Butler guys, they did Washington, took Washington down first. So when I started to get into it, at that time I was on a Husky 501, and I was looking at drifting towards like a like a 701 or something bigger, maybe like a GS, and. Uh, it was at that time that I bought a Yamaha YXZ and I bought the Yamaha for my wife (laughs) and my wife was going to ride that thing and chase me around on my bike. And after about, I don't know, say about 400 miles on that YXZ, I noticed that my motorcycles hadn't moved (laughs) (laughs) and I I legit put, uh, put my 501 up for sale at that time. But the BDRs, I discovered them pretty early and it was just always a goal of mine to go hit them. And then it just kind of naturally just, gravitated towards the utv and i i was fo- looking at footage online nobody had done it on the washington run yeah. they'd run those trails but nobody right. done it so this time last year literally this week last year we took down washington and uh i'm not even exaggerating when i got home from the washington trip the idaho map had showed up in the mail yes, and that's, that's when the plan and that's when the planning had started yeah and yeah and, and if people are into it you, you go to you can go to amazon prime and just type in backcountry discovery route and they're in 
entire video series is on there. Oh, cool. Yeah. From a production standpoint, you know, you'll know, you find some stuff on YouTube that's probably as good a quality. Mm. Those videos are more or less to kind of inspire and to kind of claim the route. Sure. Where, as opposed to like some sort of cinematic type quality stuff. But it, uh, it was enough to inspire me to want to take them down. And I'm literally just going to check them off the list. Yeah. That's cool. One by one. So you've got two down eight more to go two down um and maybe more at as time goes on because they're they're still in development of these in other states yeah yeah i think they're working on wyoming right now Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean naturally we're going to take down the ones that are logistically the easiest to get to all of them yeah for sure for sure but it's uh that's the biggest challenge actually the logistics are the biggest challenge on a utv i mean we could take a toyota we could take a jeep go start (laughs) it and end it and then drive home (laughs) yeah and and that was something that we ran into on this one because just getting oh yeah to the start which um you know you see garbage and it's a city on a map but that doesn't really justify it it's it's like a goat trail to get there (laughs) a desert it (laughs) is it is a teeny tiny, like it. W- it is so minute that we drove by the gas pumps, not realizing that that was the gas station. <laughs> yeah. the only gas yeah. station. You're in like, town. oh yeah. yeah, look, there it is. Yeah. There's the two pumps. Yeah, Jarbage is actually infamous for being the the place w- that had America's last stagecoach robbery. No kidding. Yeah, no, it's That's got cool. some, town's got some character. Wow. Yeah, well, and it's <clears throat> it's interesting the history. We got to talk to the locals there that first day after we got in, and you know, the I'd asked them how it it got the name and. And it came from the, um, what do you say, the Nez Pierce Indians hmm. there. Uh, it, um, and don't quote me on that. I apologize <laughs> if I got it wrong. But uh, it, it was the English interpretation of the word for the spirits that sit in the valleys. Interesting. And, uh, and like he said, even to this day, when the, the natives would come into town, like come nightfall, they were like, we got to get out of here. Wow. Huh. Which That's was spooky. Cool. <laughs> so before we dive into the, the nitty-gritty details of this epic adventure, yeah. what does it take if, for, if somebody's listening and they want to go, that sounds awesome, I want to go do a BDR run. Are there permits required? What What is entailed? Do you have to... There's one permit. You got to get okay. a uh, an Idaho tag, and, and this is just specific trail, to right? Idaho. Okay. No, not yeah. It's you got to yeah. You got to get a state of Idaho tag. You know, UTV on the road is kind of a gray area, sure. and it's definitely a gray area in Washington. But like, I'll I'll just put it out there. I'm not going to let a ticket get in the way of me doing something epic. Well, and, and <laughs> luckily in Idaho, you can you can license them, but like the rules are, you can be on any road that's 45 miles an hour or less. You have to have turn signals you have to have uh, a rear-facing mirror yeah and we passed plenty of cops oh yeah Yeah. we passed plenty um there were a couple times where i thought for sure they're going to come and question us (laughs) how we got there yeah (laughs) because there's no way the direction that we came that we weren't on something that maybe maybe was questionable but (laughs) the legality for utv in idaho is so open that i think the only reason the bdr hadn't been taken down and i can't verify if it has or has not is just on based on the fact that you have to get dropped off at one point of the state picked up at another and that's challenging yeah, yeah. that's very challenging oh with so. the utv which is why it's more challenging than say a jeep or a toyota For sure. where you just sure. drive it to the start you drive it to the end you drive home or an adventure adventure bike for that matter yeah yep <clears throat> and so i'm sure you already can tell this was a utv specific trip yes <clears throat> and what's cool looking at it from the outside seven of them yeah 
and, and it looked a lot like it reminded me a ton of Ultimate Adventure. Uh, it's you you build your rig to live out of eight of them if you count me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really cool uh, event. So you guys started, and you did how many miles total? Um, I'm not sure how many everybody clicked off. I was just over 1400. Okay. Uh, I did some recovery stuff, I had to move some people around. And, uh, you know, when a guy went into the ditch, I mean, I probably added a solid f- maybe 40 at the conservatively 40, but probably realistically maybe 60, 70. Okay. So it was somewhere between 13, 1400 miles and no hotels. You guys slept out of your rigs. <clears throat> camped out of your rigs so we did an airbnb once uh one of the guys that we did the run with had a had a connection there in the lolo area and we stayed on this ranch that was absolutely epic able to get a little i did not stay there yeah rest (laughs) well i got i got a shower that's what i got from a sleep (laughs) standpoint i was still up at 5 30 just irate (laughs) i wanted to sleep in but it just didn't work out so but yeah we were outside of that we were off the rig the whole time yeah that's that's pretty challenging i had two showers prior (laughs) to that night yeah one at trinity lakes which was epic super warm and one in the uh um the salmon river there by uh riggins which um only two of us got to partake in, and everybody else, well... That's a still a sore subject. That was on you, because uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it was refreshing. Yeah, that's a sore subject. <laughs> so you guys you guys meet at the start. And Actually, uh, we met before the start. Before the start. Okay. And drove down to the start. So, I mean, really, if you're looking at start to stop, it was probably closer to... Cause you you guys started in Mountain Home. I met you in Hemet, and it was we we met you on the Snake River, right, right on the Snake right River, right on the Snake River, and yeah. it was probably a hundred plus, yeah, miles from there. So a- and I mean, degrees, it was 50, <laughs> oh gosh, it was warm, and I don't think any of us were were fully prepared for what that dust was going to be like. Holy next level black lung, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, coming out of Jarbidge the next day, we had a crosswind of probably 30 miles an hour. And yeah. I remember looking in the rearview mirror and seeing these little Whoa. speck dots with just this dust trail behind it that just, uh, I'm like, oh, Didn't a little better today. The but behind them. Right, yeah. right. <clears throat> That's awesome. No, and I don't even think, like, the adventure was definitely the trip down the night before. We ran into a couple of little issues along the way, learning some things about some rigs because... I mean, let's let's face it. Me personally, I had literally just finished my rig the Friday before we went to start this thing. Yeah, Loaded pretty late on at a night. When I left work at six, you were still out there working on uh, it, yeah, trying to get it done, tinkering, yeah. and uh, loaded it on a trailer and, and hit the trail. And one of them was a machine that was a, a, a rental per se, and uh, had no experience with it. Turns out, it had a belt on it that was fourteen hundred miles seasoned already, and not very happy. And the throttle jockey behind the wheel was threw in the towel, <laughs> kicking in, and yeah, threw in the towel, and yeah. then uh, we had to work that out. But I think that's how any good adventure starts—not oh, totally. quite like you planned. Yeah. So we were sleeping in the middle of a field. Yeah, yeah. which we'll get to uh, to more about that on your your rig too. But yeah, I was two weeks in from a from a destroyed a arm. So to say that I was a little <laughs> bit, I, I I lacked confidence in my rig. <laughs> well, and I and saw your Instagram and stuff. You were kind of in the same boat as Cooper, trying to get a bunch of stuff on there last minute, like up. I don't know as last minute as Cooper, but it was only what. A week or so prior. To well, what it is is parts y- on it. you get you get these rad sponsors that come in last minute <laughs> yeah. when they hear about what you're doing and they and they you know they come in they want to help so you you got to get that yeah. stuff on the rig and it uh, 
I'm not going to say it's stressful because I'll, I'll just, I, you know, thank those people profusely. They sure. made the ride that much easier, but you do have to find a, a solution and yeah. you have to figure out how you're going to store that stuff. And unfortunately it worked out flawless. I mean, I, I couldn't have been happier. Well, I mean, and usually that stuff is like, you know, you want it, but you have, <laughs> you have your OCD side and then you have your, I have to get it done right now side. And then there's all the time in between. And you don't have any of that time. So you're like, yeah. where am I cutting corners? I will come <laughs> yeah. back to this later when deep down, you know, you're never coming back. And I'll let you in on a little secret. I make everything up as I go along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, do, I get yeah. like super OCD. Yeah. Like I probably spent, I went through the wiring on that thing and probably spent 12 hours. Wow. 12 hours just redoing wiring to try and get it to all. And, and the only reason why is because I figured there's going to be a lot of vibration. There's going to be a lot of dust. There's going to be a lot of grit. There's going to be a lot of wear on things. I need to figure out how I can keep this stuff protected so I don't run into any shorts, any issues. I need all the connections to be good. I need them all to be watertight because I don't know what we're going to run into. And I don't want to have issues with some of the critical things along the way. So I spent like a ton of time redoing wiring, cleaning up ends, shortening, rerouting, and that it's like it's it's stuff that eats up seconds, hours, days, <laughs> yeah. weeks. Uh, where my OCD came in is actually on the route itself. It was just going over the map, watching the documentaries over and over again. Yeah. Like by the time we hit the trail, it was just a reflex. And I was hoping it would be that way. You know, I just my rig, I, I did a lot of prep on the rig, but I just know, I mean, as you guys know, you guys wheel all the time. You make all these plans, you make all these preparations, but once the rubber hits the trail, the trail gets a final say. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always going to, it's never going to go the way you plan. Yep. Now, so. speaking of, and the topic of prep and what you pack and how much you bring has come up quite a few times. Yep. What, uh, what were your, your top, um, what were your top things on your list of what you wanted to bring, whether it be from food, sleeping gear, uh, rep like tools for repair, spare parts, things like that? How did you rank everything? Number one for me is always going to be recovery gear. You know, I run a, I got a rigging strap, I got a toe strap, and my winch. Mm -hmm. My winch could be improved, but it's uh, it's solid yeah. for for now. It's solid, especially dealing with UTV. From there, um, GPS system and comms come in and. As you know, we just pulled off 1,400 miles through Idaho with some calm, comms difficulties. Yeah. It's not ideal. No. You know, on, on your X3, you were completely dialed in. We had a great system going, but there were challenges, no question about it. Yeah. You, you, uh, that, that's something that I would absolutely say. I wouldn't say it's as important as recovery gear because, I mean, there's still some primitive ways that you can communicate I don't, I out would, there. But. I would – no, I would – it's up there. I would definitely agree the comms because um, with the dust and the other challenges, the mountains, the the size of things, the fact that everybody there just wanted to put the skinny pedal down yeah. and rip. <laughs> well, there were times I was calling out to you because um, you had good comms, but the guys behind you didn't. I'm like, right. I'm like, hey, Coop, burn out on this trailhead so they see the burn. <laughs> the <things, laughs> right. They see the marks and they know which way to go. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I definitely yeah. at the turns. I was I was trying to throw a little extra exactly we'll call it flare <laughs> yeah. trail flare yeah. into it for them yeah <laughs> yeah that um so, so after comms um, what'd you do for food what'd you guys do for sleeping what 
I kept it pretty minimal on food just based on the fact that I knew that we were going to have local resources. Sure. And we had a production crew going with us. So we, uh, it's, it's getting made into a TV series. So it's one of those things where you want to film that local flavor. You totally. want to take in that local flavor because it's part of the story. Right. So I had, uh, I had, you know, basically the, the, like a mountain home style sure. setup with a jet boil. We had a shared jet boil in my car. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, food, I was really, really re- relying on local resources because it's part of the story. You know, yeah. when you go to those small towns, you want to go to those sure. mom and pop places. And man, that didn't disappoint. We no, we, we, we killed it on that. So <laughs> on this BDR route, is that, what, is that how it works? Do some of the, on the route, does it go into these little towns? Absolutely. Teeny, tiny yeah. little yeah. hole in the walls with That's like really cool. little yeah. mom and pop shops that are pretty awesome yeah way cool yeah and if there's one thing that when you do research on this route that they'll talk to you about is how great the locals are yeah they totally undersold it the locals were incredible there's like they're just fascinated by what we were doing fascinated by where we were going the rigs it was amazing the amount of times that we got stopped and everyone was like you started where (laughs) yeah yeah it was like every every stop (laughs) and and yeah I, i think we're probably turning a new leaf for them on on the distance covered with the utv segment yeah i'm I'm still getting direct messages from people saying hey we saw you in wallace oh yeah Yeah, we (laughs) saw you we saw you in glenn's ferry i'm like that is awesome (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah, no ash one of our one of our sales guys uh his uh sister-in-law saw us oh no um, down by uh mm, down by avery yeah Mm -hmm. so what's what's the logistics while we're on topic of prep and things you bring you guys did 1,400 miles on roughly on UTVs, gas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there gas stations? Did you have to bring extra fuel? We did what bring us to both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we did. We did bring extra fuel. Um, I don't know that I needed it. I, I, I don't, I never dove into, I don't ever do, dove into reserves, um, okay. which for an X3, which is what I drive, I didn't see coming, <laughs> you know, I figured that I probably had a range of about 85 to a hundred at best. And I was getting a hundred and a quarter and putting 7.5 in on a 10, get 10 and a half gallon tank. So uh, I was very surprising in that, in well, that from awesome. that respect. Yeah. Oh, I learned, I learned some stuff about the X3, like when the fuel light comes on and the bars are all gone for what fuel you have left, um, you can still go 24 plus miles, add fill the tank and have a gallon left. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think if I were to run my tank dry, I could probably put on 150 if I, yeah, kept, well, if I, I kept, I would agree with that hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and that's I, what I don't tune. know that that even takes being conservative, like eco key. Cause I think we all know that <clears throat> I don't do eco key. <laughs> I did eco key. <laughs> I did. I did no eco key. I was all, all woo pals, all fun times. And uh, I carried 15 extra gallons just in case. Plus, Plus, I wanted the weight in the passenger seat <laughs> yeah, I, to I, counter the weight in the driver's seat. I, I went eco-key the whole time, and there was a couple times I'm like, all right, enough of this. Pulled over and had to put the, the white one into sport mode. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, we so, had some fun. Yeah. We had some fun on it. There, we, there's some clips out there that uh, – Yeah, I think there's some Some good sketchy ones. stuff going on, but uh, – Yeah, we were hanging tires. Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to overland in a UTV, there's yeah. a reason you're doing it is because you yep. want a wheel. I mean, those well, things scoot. It's crazy on that topic too, like Sandsport Super Show. I'm sure you were there last year. I, I don't bet, know if yeah, been in a few. Yeah, it's crazy. You, now you're starting to see rooftop tents all over on the yeah, which, crawlers. It's a 
I, don't, I, don't I could. I wouldn't I know yeah. about that. UTV has it's mall crazy. crawlers. No. But yeah, it's, I, it's I could bizarre. tell you like, what are my my approach. I think of of all seven rigs there, um, and everyone had a different approach to how they were gonna they were gonna pack their rig. They were gonna set their mm-hmm. rig up. What the priorities are for uh, for products to have with them to be comfortable. Really, when you get to camp, and I think that um, you know mine. I had. I, I went so minimalist that I don't know that you would even know that I was on an overlanding trip looking at my rig. Yeah. Because everything sat in that in that passenger seat, and I didn't want to have any more than that. Didn't you fit your sleeping arrangement in your glove box? Yeah, my, my, um, <laughs> my hammock, uh, basically everything could have fit in my glove box had I not had it packed full of reading glasses and <clears throat> headphones because I'm old. My yeah, my like rule of th- out all the noise. <laughs> my rule of thumb for that trip because I figured it was going to take five days and it wound up taking eight. Okay. And my rule of thumb was if I can't fit it on a GS uh, twelve hundred BMW, it's not <laughs> it's going not on going my UTV. Right. And I actually got into a debate with that with a guy earlier today. Uh, he was showing a picture of a rooftop tent on a turbo uh, turbo S four four seater, and I'm like, dude, at one point I was doing seventy nine miles an hour and about a thirty five mile an hour crosswind. That's not going to work. Yeah. You know? oh, not to mention the corners. I mean, like, I don't want to lose the fun factor of UTV, which is the sportiness yeah. and yep. the cornering and the fun. You start throwing that much weight up high. I guarantee you, even with what you had up high, it was noticeable. 100%. Well, and and uh, <clears throat> you, you just, like, that's that's you, the last thing I wanted. I, f- I figured out how to, all my heaviest stuff was down on the floor. Yeah. My tools, everything else sat down on the floor. And then my fuel bag sat in in the seat, laid down, and everything tied down and was solid, so I didn't have to worry if, if for some reason, like no, I were to roll, nothing would yeah. end up flopping yeah. and falling all over me. Yeah, it you, was all completely secured. If you put a rooftop tent on a UTV, I got to figure all the dynamic ride capability of that car just went right out the window. Totally, completely. Yeah, and changed. you're you're not gonna go and rip the way you guys no. rip with a rooftop no. tent on top. It's just not no. practical. No. It'd be comfortable. Sure. It'd be very comfortable. I don't actually, I don't know that it would be comfortable. It might move around all night long. With the suspension. Like every time you move, it would yeah. just move. Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, oh, wow, I just rolled off the side of the rig because it fell over. So back to an <laughs> earlier topic when we say it never goes as planned. Oh, yeah. What what happened with uh, your build, Coop? Uh, you, had to, you had a little switch out. I don't, I don't even know that we're that far along in this. Just yet to talk about it. I'm not ready yet. Give it a minute, people. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm not ready to rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> so leading up to that So point. the first day, someone almost got run into by a moose. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> we'll switch to that, like that little distraction technique. Yeah, we were literally rolling into garbage, and uh, um, Brian, one of the production crew, was driving a, a Razor, and as we're pulling in, a moose comes running out of the brush and is literally like right next <coughs> to him. The nice thing with how huge those are, a razor might go underneath the belly of the oh, moose. Yeah, I'm pretty. But sure I would not want to tag one. a moose in. That bull it was moose looked razor. like he was ready to go <coughs> through it. Yeah. So you guys meet up. You get to the starting point. Yep. You head out. Yeah, we met a couple uh, retired Navy SEALs down there mm-hmm. that, right are, that are they're, uh, Team Full Throttle guys. Cool, yeah. cool. Shout out to those guys. They were rad. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, Wes, yeah. Uh, Wes Inskeep, in, Inkeep. Inskeep. Inskeep. Yep. And then right. uh, Mike and Everett. Then Mike Everett. Yep. And, uh, yep. So you had eight rigs. I'm assuming all, you know, X3s, Razors. 
We had everything. We had a YXZ. We had cool. a, uh, uh, X3, uh, two X3s, two X3 two-seaters, two X3 four-seaters, a yep. um, couple RZRs, and mm-hmm. that was all she wrote. Really good mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many miles were you guys doing today? Eventually, starting day talent. one. So if I'm running, <laughs> if I'm, the? yeah, <laughs> it, 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 usually when I'm running, my target's about 200. Uh, the most I've ever done in a day on a, on a trip like this is about four. I wouldn't advise it, but uh, you, uh, I think we were holding about 120 mile average. Okay. And, w- and it, every single time we were holding 120, it was because something happened. You know, we, we probably with uh, a little bit earlier start time or something like that, we probably could have clicked off 200, okay. high 180 relatively easily. Oh, I think the thing that happened was us. For like, sure. It was, <laughs> you, it you know was a it lot is? of like you stop and talk and, and the camaraderie of it all just kind of like comes into effect and all of a sudden yeah. it's a time suck. And but like, before we even left. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. No, before we even left, I told these guys, I was like, the thing that's going to slow us down the most is cell service. The yeah. second you get cell service, oh, yeah. it's just, I mean, I missed out on probably about 150 emails per day. Yep. And when I start seeing those, you start to see the stuff yeah, that's see, urgent. That's where you, you went wrong. You looked at them. I know. <laughs> totally my fault. Cooper the whole time. Was I should have. Ju- I, I, I knew when you guys got into service because my email would just be like, yeah. Cooper, 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 <laughs> yeah. Cooper, Cooper. And I'm like, oh, they got service somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I should have just uh, uploaded the Instagram and just got right back on trail. Yeah. <laughs> that and fuel stops. Yeah. We slowed down a lot of fuel stops because everybody just. The process of getting in and out of the, vig- oh, the yeah, rigs after a while. Well, some of those fuel resources are pretty primitive, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to mix it up time. here. You stop at a fuel station. Yeah. What's your go-to gas station snack? Oh, we didn't have those kind of gas stations. Yeah. Yeah. No? Uh, you no. didn't even get to pick from snacks? Oh, no. Is this like old school, like yeah, clickers? Flip it, no, clickers. Flip it, yeah. Yeah. If I walk into a gas station and don't find White Monster, you will see me on the six o'clock, <laughs> 6 o'clock news flipping over cop cars. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you had a plenty of oh, those. Yeah, what did you I, call I, those, by the way? Uh, I, uh, Kyle Nectar, I think, is what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen your. Yeah, I think that's what. I yeah. think that's what Cameron, the producer, was calling it. Kyle Nectar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah. <clears throat> so day one, you do roughly 150-ish miles. 120. Trinity, Trinity Lakes, which was amazing. And what's really cool about the BDR2 as a whole is, from my understanding, you get a ton of different terrain. Oh man. Elevation yeah. change, scenery change. The day Which one, cool. day one, we got out of the desert. Is that and where you started? Desert, yeah, area. and the entire mood of the the team changed once we got some elevation. And Cameron almost and got s- eaten by a, a bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys saw a bear too. Saw I saw well two or the three. blind guy behind behind the camera saw a bear. Yeah. No. Nobody, can. nobody could validate this. It was a, but, it was a stump, wasn't it? But <laughs> now we we saw a legit bear, no doubt about it. Yeah, That's it, cool. it wasn't a real big bear, but uh, yeah, huh. or it Oddly, was a black lap. We never saw any elk. <laughs> no, no, that elk. shocked me. Yeah, I figured Moose? we saw a ton. Well, I it wouldn't shock me any, only because only because it's not uh, like. They're going to go somewhere remote. They're up north. High, up, up high as yeah. high as they yeah. can go because it's so hot out. We did get high, though. Yeah. yeah. Not in the Washington sense, mm. but in the Idaho yeah. sense. Yeah. Not <laughs> in, Washington, not in the, the edible sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get to Trinity Lakes. That's day one. Was first day pretty successful? No breakdowns? Oh, yeah, no. totally. Uh, pretty, actually, pretty we, good, we yeah. lost CV boot. That didn't, yeah. We didn't notice Possibly. that until camp, though, so technically yeah. so nothing technically happened. It was good. Yeah. It was a good day. It was... <laughs> 
It was at camp that we noticed that. That uh, was a solid trail fix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we got hardcore on it the next morning. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was on Wes's car, and Wes started mm-hmm. to deploy gear that I, I've already put on order since getting home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, got, I bought one of those pluggers. Oh, it, well, he's got that Pro Eagle jack that runs on CO2. Yeah, That's I, oh, I had one of those on the trip. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was like... So a go-to fast. must Those have go-to. because they are. Yeah. yeah, and they go high enough that you can you can lift yeah. these these cars, these long yeah. travel cars. And those guys, you, those it, guys wheel down at Johnson Valley too. Oh, so yeah. I mean they they're dialed. Pro Eagle hit it out of the park with that feature. Oh for yeah. sure, that thing's phenomenal. And you can get from what I hear, as long as you're really careful with it and shut it off as soon as you get to, you can get he, two lifts out of of each CO2 chamber. He had he had a power tank set up, so he was... Yeah. Oh, he's just running off power yeah. tank. Yeah. He's good to go. He's got a... Yeah, I was looking up power tank, and uh, I was a... They, uh, my kid might not go to college, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Start dipping into the college <laughs> one. a couple bucks for that setup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> You're going to talk him into the GI Bill? Right. Yeah. So, after first... <laughs> after, <laughs> after the Daddy's first day... has got to build a UTV. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of rig... Can you take on the BDR? It, does it have to be this crazy build? 80 inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> no. So that's, I mean, what, what is there limitations? A Polaris to Ranger would eat that up. Really? Yeah. For sure. So you I don't mean, have to have some tricked out machine. I mean, it's. What you have to do is protect your rig. Yeah. Cool. That's all it is. I mean, like, there isn't, there isn't a side by side made right now that wouldn't take that run down. Oh, yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, it's just, it's all about protecting the rig. And I'm sure these guys got a little tired of me protecting my rig. <laughs> but when I did the Washington BDR two weeks earlier, I took an A arm out in the 40th mile. Ooh. And it was in the back of my head the whole time. I mean, so imagine yeah. just prepping for an entire year for a run yeah. and getting taken out in the 40th freaking mile. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, we, we always pacing around we the always house. joked on, on yeah. UA that like the thing to remember is you have to wheel for the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which 2018, we made it 100 feet into the first trail. <laughs> uh, we, killed, we killed that ring and pinion. <laughs> done. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, and then fixed it. We had it all torn apart and waited six hours for the. <laughs> yeah, just, when that, when what that we happens, thought was the UPS on. guy yeah, to show does. up, and then the UPS guy showed up and left, and we freaked the heck out. <laughs> no part showed up. What's yeah. going on? What well, was the FedEx guy yeah. calling yeah, Nitro way. Gear? Where well, is it? When that a arm got taken out, uh, a resource overnighted one to me in Wanachi, and I took the rig there, put it in in a parking lot, and rejoined the group and hit the trail and i was leading them i get a radio call they're like ian you are holding like a break stuff pace i'm like i'm holding an upset with myself pace. i'm like i'm over it man i'm want to get back to moving some miles yeah oh yeah so i I think that i think that if i've learned anything on this and the x3 platform proved itself totally but i think you need to have a, a nice mix of vehicles w- like, wouldn't a four-seater be amazing on that run though oh, i d- i do i do think a four-seater would for be amazing extra space amenities, for gear yeah, yeah. Amenities, amenities yeah yeah oh no we were talking about it on the trip what would you do if you could have the ideal rig what would you do and i think i said i would take a two-seater and i would stretch it 10 inches <laughs> put a 30 gallon <laughs> tank behind the behind the 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 main passenger compartment and then figure out some slides for tool storage and a mini fridge freezer. I love how your head I, just goes I'd straight take, to, uh, I'm going to cut my machine in yeah, half. Yeah. Stretch it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure, no yeah, problem. I, it's I, fine. I would take Everybody's Robbie's new car. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, Robbie's <laughs> new car would do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, would be, that would be pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was kind of nice. So to get to my issue, new build, hadn't tested it out. 
um, not for anything as extensive as this where where we would have seven mile long hill climbs mm-hmm. that we would be that I say we that I would be nutty enough to be like full throttle the whole time <laughs> like woo woo and uh, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, I ended up going lean with it and burning out rings or breaking a ring land. Ooh. Something happened there, and I was getting excessive crankcase pressure, and eventually it just it was having problems keeping oil in it. So to save the engine. What day was that? Uh, that was, we were four that days in. That was Montana. In. So yeah, we were yeah. four About days mid-trip. in. mid-trip. Yeah. It I was more, more than mid-trip mileage-wise. Okay. But about mid-trip day-wise, because it, it took a, we took a pretty drastic slowdown. Yeah. At that point in time. The the day before it happened, we were going into this reservoir and we were on it. Partying. On it. <laughs> it <laughs> like, I, like I was worried, like every time I took a blind right hand corner, I'm like, please don't be a forerunner <laughs> around this corner. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was really dusty. So we ended up uh, having a, a gnarly, basically a, a dusty race up <laughs> up this reservoir <laughs> it was probably seven or eight miles of just straight, straight up full tilt yeah that's right that, w- that was the first battle that we had like i got into a battle with some kid north of glens ferry that uh, was trying to practice rally car racing <laughs> and he was in this this hopped up subie and a loaded down x3 reeled him in <laughs> with the green key <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was pretty funny but that was the, the the look on you and Bam Bam's face when we pulled over after that, because the whole time I was just sketched out we were going to run into somebody, right. but, but that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> but I've learned a lot about tuning since and a lot about the setup that I had and everything else. and <clears throat> It's kind of interesting. The crack pressure on my turbo is at 5 PSI. And to hit the horsepower number that I wanted, I would need to be anywhere from, oh, I don't know. I'd have to be at 11 PSI for crack pressure. Yeah. That much I know. So, so it was way low. Way low. Which probably had something to do with um, intake air temps and tuning issues. And the the issue was that um, the, the wastegate wouldn't adjust any more than that. Gotcha. Based on the manufacturer of the part. And uh, I think that the tuning was off. And, yeah, I think it... I think it, uh, it burned itself. Hmm. So, but it wasn't the end of the road. It was not. No, it wasn't the end of the road. We get by with a little help from our friends. I made a phone call to my good buddy, uh, Lenny, who uh, rescued me. He's getting good at this rescuing (laughs) me thing. He drove over to, uh, he coordinated my talent getting delivered to me in Wallace, uh, drove over to Hamilton, Montana, picked uh, me and the X3 up, hauled me back to Wallace, dropped me off with the Talon where I swapped all my gear over to that. Yeah. And then uh, um, that was the night they stayed at the uh, Airbnb. I got a hotel room there. I got a shower. (laughs) I went to bed. I got up like mega early and started heading south to run into them, which I got to throw out a massive plug to Onyx Off-Road. Oh yeah, that was awesome. You guys sent over that uh, that file on the route that we were taking. I uploaded it to the desktop version of our Onyx Off Road, which automatically auto populates to your app when you log in with your account. 
and I followed that thing right on down and very cool. sure enough I'm coming down around this corner and in the distance I can see there's a there's a bend and there's poof, poof, dust clouds I'm like I bet that's them, them. <laughs> yeah. so I pulled over and I was just sitting there waiting for him and it was it was awesome to get re reunited oh, gosh and it feels so good <laughs> yeah pr- producer cam rocked a uh, onyx off-road hat the entire time and had to look at my pile of junk <laughs> gps system on two different uh, platforms oh, on an man. iphone and a tablet and i love the onyx oh, yeah. stuff it's yeah, killer he, he was pumped on it on it, it worked it worked so good i mean like i don't know that i would have been confident enough with anything else to just be like Okay. You follow the green line. I got vast expanses of wilderness here. I'm just going to jump <laughs> off and try and find you guys. Send up smoke signals, but no, came came right across them. Wow. It was perfect. Follow that the little that was line. a long leg of the trip. Like, oh, yeah. like when you look at 100 miles between um, like when the Lolo motorway starts into Wallace, that feels like forever. Like I'm like, are we in Avery yet? And what it is when you look at the when you look at the trail system, you see ascent, descent, ascent, yeah. descent, and all that is is switchbacks. Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah. yeah, no. And as the crow flies, it's probably nothing. Yeah, but because of the uh, elevation changes and everything else, it uh, um, it adds a lot onto it. And it wasn't fast. And there were sections that were a lot slower than others, and there were sections that were quicker. But uh, I tell you what, that was probably the most scenic and beautiful section of it as far as not the views far off because that Magruder corridor kind of destroyed the long distance views and that burnt knob epic scenery from up high looking out over lots of mountains but for like scenic winding next to a a stream and rocks coming out and going over the roadway and like huge trees and just awesome awesome scenery it was beautiful yeah lolo looks like it probably gets about 20 to 30 percent more rainfall than anywhere else on the trip and it shows you know it's yeah. super so much, green it's very green yeah <clears throat> that's yeah. cool it looks a lot like sandpoint in some in some oh, no areas kidding. yeah well and we just uh i don't it was awesome that that section of it was cool and really i kind of enjoy the fact that i got to switch rigs and try something else out something that was like complete polar opposite of what i started with and you don't have really a lot of seat time in that either no the talent no it was fairly new to you well was that the first time you've been over the magruder corridor oh yeah yeah awesome i'll be going back to that that one elk uh, city tell me tell me i'm wrong we rolled into elk city it just felt like everyone's gearing up for elk season and deer season oh it felt t- like there was more village. camo right oh. there when we rolled in <laughs> no i just my kind of i wanted to i wanted to put on a flannel shirt and <laughs> yeah. go kill something right yeah. i just yeah. like i feel like i need to yeah. be sharpening my buck knife yeah. no i need i need a Spitting case on the ground yeah. over here talking need, to my buddies i need a case of hams and some yeah. ri- and some freaking <laughs> i was thinking hanging. pbr but yeah <laughs> liver action 30 30 yeah. yeah right yeah that's right no elk city has that vibe big time you know great little cafe we got fuel there and then we assembled ended up the the magruder which the magruder corridor is actually uh the pacific's northwest little secret overland trail okay because it's not too long it's uh stunningly good looking oh yeah and there's some there's some wheeling to be had when you go up to that burnt knob lookout cool so what's what is camping like along along the trails like when you guys say you get to camp is there campgrounds everywhere can you just pull over and camp anywhere yes we did both yeah (laughs) it's just yeah yeah, so there's sure. open camping on the BDR. You yeah. don't have to 
pay anywhere hmm. you can just pull over and there was one gray area with that oh, was there was trinity that one lakes trinity lakes yeah. they you needed to pay for okay yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll i'll jump on the grenade on that one that one was actually my bad because <laughs> i was i noticed that off right off the bat but we found a couple spots to film and um we had a, we were there to get content yeah 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 coop's rig was it was mad it was ready to roll yeah. <laughs> it was ready to do some wheeling that's <laughs> so, rad yeah <clears throat> so what so is, what are you about halfway it yeah on the magruder you hit the halfway point you're yeah. about halfway yep. from yep. from your trail and you can hop on and off this at any point right well the magruder is the uh the most desolate part of the entire trip it's 125 miles from uh darby montana to mm. elk city okay so you have no resources whatsoever Gotcha. No, you it's just awesome. kind of have to go. So if you're, but going, it's not you as commit. long as you would think it is. Like when you get out of Elk City, you're going to hit some pavement. Once yeah. you get over the Magruder, you're on some pavement. I mean, yeah. I would say the main body of the Magruder is Poet Creek Campground to the um, probably about another ten miles past the the Idaho Montana border, gotcha. and that section is probably only about forty five miles. Wow. Yeah, on trail. But it's gnarly. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Huh. And we we hit some rolling into that uh, massacre location. Um, we had some fun. That was some awesome trail. There were some like perfectly built water bars. Yeah, <laughs> for some high speed assaults and aerial attacks. <laughs> oh, it's, oh. It's, it's not like a priest where we were where it's like at a 45 degree angle yeah, and you're like, like <laughs> those the are the heck? best though. The land in a drift. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So you go through the pass, mm-hmm. then where where to from there? Oh, great food, Darby, Montana. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, we did. Oh. We ate good. Yeah, we drank good too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part that was of a it. good little uh, good little hole in the wall there, right yeah. on the main drag. Yeah, as that's I, cool. As I, you know, tended to my pride, so <laughs> my poor little machine. As it pertained to the production of the TV show. I had been selling the Magruder corridor since we started. Uh-huh. You know, we were going past burnt down forests, and everybody's like, "I, I got to get this. I got, I want to capture this." I'm like, "Guys, I'll get you on that. Yeah, it's right. on the Magruder." So by the time we hit Darby, I literally told the guys, "I'm like, I no longer feel like we're in a rush." Yeah. So right. we tied one on in Darby a little bit. <laughs> yeah. back oh, big time! Little that was a really late night because we wound up going up to Lolo and staying at that camp at that uh, uh, that B and B. But uh, no, that was a great day. That was a great day. Besides cool. the breakdown, you know, uh, when when Coop when Coop had the breakdown, really the only adult presence in the entire group just left. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because that nobody is really has ever weird. said that about <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's complete opposite yeah. of offer of power products. So, so I'm 43, and all, yeah. So I'm 43, and all the producers are in their 20s. It got really juvenile, <laughs> really <laughs> quick. <laughs> so, uh, wow, I was, was the blast. old guy. That's, no, I think uh, Wes had me. Yeah, he was older than me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I think I think Mike was the oldest. Might have been. Yeah. So the Although he seemed the youngest. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Talon joins the trip. Yeah. Gearbox. Talon joins the trip and I actually I think that the Talon joined the trip at just the right time. That's what I, I tell hear. you what, that night was um a it there was some attrition. There was some uh we were wearing down a little bit and uh we 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 pulled it out, but uh, we were starting to feel it. But <clears throat> we had a, another issue with the razor. 
what was it peachy orange is what we named it or something orange peach i called it the peach beach <laughs> the peach beach <laughs> <laughs> but it it lost a belt again its final belt oh and uh it no was uh that. it was a rough one but uh i was the only non belt vehicle there so i was like nope i'll pull him no problem hooked up and Low range. Yeah, there was a determination in Coop that <laughs> night. <laughs> we like, are we are not going back to Wallace. <laughs> no, we're not going back to Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Like Zach said, let's go back to Wallace. I'm like, we don't go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we only go forwards. And he looked at me like, you're mental. Yeah. What and I looked at him like, you're mental for wanting <laughs> to go back. <laughs> we don't go backwards, Zach. Yeah. We only go forward. <laughs> at, so we went. And it was at this point. Coop literally pulled the biggest rabbit or biggest rabbit out of the hat I've yeah. ever seen for a trail fix. Yeah, it was yeah, a, that was at midnight. Okay, on an inreach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go for it. D- yeah, oh, it, it just like a light bulb came on when when Ian said, "Oh, we're close to this little area, of Pritchard." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> My buddy Jamie has a has a river property here, and I know for a fact that he is here playing with his UTVs this weekend, and he has an XP1K. Same year. <laughs> Same Just, year. Of course. I'm willing to bet he has an extra belt, so I hop on the old inReach. This is Cooper. <laughs> Having some issues near Pritchard. SOS. <laughs> do you have another belt for your um, your uh, your Razor? Razor, yeah. And, uh, and he, uh, he responded... Why, yes, I do. <laughs> of course. And I said, hey, if we can get to the road, I can get there, grab that, and come back. And it was kind of a cool cool, little side, cool trail. Little side trail because, yep. uh, well, we had like, didn't we go um, 20 to 30 miles or something towing? Give or take, yeah. Oh, my no gosh. Kidding. And it was, it, was, it was brutal because it wasn't very fast. It was like 10 to 12 miles an hour. So yeah. it took a while. But we got down there, and I just like – immediately unhooked and froze because at this point in time we're sitting down in the valleys fogs rolled in it's cold and i'm like oh my gosh i am <laughs> freezing but uh rallied to uh camp and jamie had a huge fire going he's like yeah here got the belt right here do you need two and i'm like yeah i'll take two which comes into play later it's that's a real funny awesome. story yes it does but uh <laughs> we uh I, I, I hang out by the fire for a second because, to my surprise, my boy is there. Which is cool. And I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. He's like, oh, Dad, I've missed you. <laughs> so it was kind of nice to see him and, and uh, catch up and chat with those guys a little bit. But then I ripped back, and I almost missed them all because all the lights were off. Everyone was asleep. And I'm like, you have been sleeping on the job? <laughs> I, I fell asleep nice. on my leaning on my door of the oh, X3. Geez. Yeah, and to say it was cold, I run a full windshield. So you guys I, rallied I was hard. dressed like a guardian Eskimo. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah. all were. It was oh, cold. It was brutal. It was brutal. Oh, we, get, we get the belt fixed at that point in time, and uh, Ian's on a mission. Hey, guys, we're good now. We've only got 80 miles to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 80 miles so, left. So you I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted. And, and this particular part of the trail, it feels like we're about to claim it. It feels yeah. like we're on the home stretch. And we we're start. We're close. Dude. All these down trees have these pointy, like, you, oh, you know, like no. medieval lance, yeah. lancing, uh, jousting. Yeah. That's what it felt like. All these things were pointed right at us to kill us. Slow. I'm tired beyond all belief. Oh, the car is no. just taking a pounding for a thousand <clears throat> miles. Then all of a sudden, just everything felt dialed. 
everything fell down. Like the car felt amazing. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm hallucinating almost at this point. I'm so tired. <laughs> and all of a sudden I, I just started thinking, I'm going, holy cow, the car's like fighting back right now. It, it's, it's over Idaho. It's tired of Idaho. It's tired of its crap. <laughs> and I just wake up. I'm just like, bing. And we just started, we start rallying. We, we, chi- we chipped off 40 more miles. 40 more miles. And I pulled over. I'm just like, I got to check go. in. Got to check in. I look everybody's just a zombie. I'm oh, like, all right, we're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it so was one of those, like, our, and that 40 miles, you know, it feels that like we, fast. we clipped it off and we, we killed it. But I, I think there was, we were in and out of delirium, and we were literally <laughs> varying speeds from, like, 15 miles an hour up to 40, yeah. <laughs> with the majority of it being closer to 20. Yeah. <laughs> so and, we and, were not riffing at any sort yeah. of pace, but... It was two to three in the morning, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. It by the time we all like went to bed, it was probably three. But I will say that, like Savior, the epic part of that night was uh, that campfire started like super quick. Gas does that, and it was it was <laughs> yeah, that's true true story. I recommend it. It'll really get things going. Yeah. But it started super quick and uh, warmed warmed us all up, really nice and. Uh, yeah, I, I slept great for the three hours that I slept. Same so here, about three. <clears throat> yeah. You guys are pretty fatigued. What was causing that for the people that have no clue? I mean, what, what was your day like? Are you waking up at 6 and not getting to camp till midnight? Pretty much. Really? Yeah. 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 When I made the comment earlier about how the trail's always going to have a say, it had its yeah. say. It yeah. was uh, every day had its challenges, you know? Yeah. We had a couple good days where we were uh, moving along pretty good, but the intention at one point or another was to set up during the daytime. Yeah. Never happened. Never. Always well, and and even at that, at even on the sections that you could, like, rip, the dust was so bad that, like, if you needed to keep radio comms, you had to be in the dust. Yeah. Otherwise, we would be so spread out that guys wouldn't, we'd have to do two relays to get to the end yeah and yeah. it was funny it's two days earlier on the magruder in a straight line we're probably four to five miles away in a trail we're about 10 miles away we're on one side of a mountain range looking over at another seeing, seeing the dust kick up where the, where the, the buddy beat. is wow and you're 10 trail miles away from and it. you're still seeing it's dust. so sick it's oh awesome my gosh. You're like and i'm still seeing <clears throat> dust on the trail that i'm riding on wow yeah, even though they're like, who knows how far away? You're like, I can, I still know this is the trail they're on because there's the dust and coming in crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. So last forty miles were awesome. Actually, that was what, so that was much that fun. was into uh, Clark Fork. Where does yeah. this yeah. second belt come into place? Oh, now that's you're way you're way ahead. Of yeah, it. I'm, I'm jumping yeah. the gun on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that that came in at the finish line. Okay, because yeah. why wouldn't it break? <laughs> right. You've already claimed it. Oh, uh, and there's so much more to that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, we roll we roll into Clark Fork. Is that um, the end of it? No, no, that's okay. not the end of it. That's uh, hundred miles. That's where we we stopped okay. off for breakfast at probably, and I don't say this often. Probably oh. the worst restaurant joint I've ever been to. <laughs> you like, never say I, that. <laughs> no, but we went and like I had my heart set on on this meal. I was super excited about having it. We hadn't had any sleep. I was going to replace the sleep deprivation with calories. I had it all worked out. And we get there, and we're literally waiting for like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, gosh. That's not good for Cooper. I go in to with the, the gal about how things are. Hey, uh, just checking. We're kind of on a timeline here trying to keep a, keep a schedule. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go check. He just started. Ooh. <laughs> and 20 minutes goes by, and Cameron... Cameron comes out. She, he's like, I don't think they've even started to go back in. They hadn't started yet. This is how long we were there. 
anybody under 30 years old, all the production guys, they'd checked up on all their memes, all their TikToks. They were done. <laughs> they, they were, were up to speed. They were, waiting. They were like up it. to speed on five days worth of content. And, and these guys just blew it. <laughs> we were there forever. Oh, yeah. oh it was terrible. Gosh. So we canceled yeah. it, walked across the street. and I had grandma's cookies for breakfast. That <laughs> long, <you know. laughs> I had, I had a... I think a milk or something. It was brutal. (laughs) It's not, it was good. I mean, at that point in time, I probably would have eaten a flip flop, but whatever. (laughs) I I had grandma's cookies. (laughs) You're so just sleep deprived. You don't even know what you're putting in your body. It's just like, but the next section of trail that we jumped out on was beautiful. We drove by uh, Ian's mom's house. You know what it was? It was easy. Yeah, it like, was like, and I was not upset is about that. Is this the last portion? <laughs> this is the of, last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. There was wasn't anything technical that yeah, we right hit on, on that last day. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Other than all the huckleberry pickers, yeah, that were in the way. Coming down <laughs> oh, into Clark Fork, coming down into Clark Fork, my guys. car, my car was literally telling me every time I hit a mud hole. Like, really? Oh yeah, I was just beating the hell out of me. And uh, like by the time we got to Clark Fork and took off from Clark Fork, it was easy peasy. Well, we could have fixed that. I didn't want to. I didn't even want to look at a wrench at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a hammer and a punch. We yeah, would have just adjusted a few things. Yeah, but you're you're suspended. It's crazy, and I noticed it. I I made an adjustment on the on the talon as we went because the suspension settled. Oh, like everything settled. Yeah. So on some of the rigs, like your X3, for instance, with the internal bypass, you start. They move and they get into a different range. So now the pistons are hitting the, gotcha. the internal bypass um, valves at different points, and and not only that, but now the crossover rings are in the wrong spots. So yeah, slider for it to go from dual rate into a straight freaking preload is like, yeah. <laughs> so it it starts stiffening up, but now the talon, the talon killed it, but settled out the suspension like nobody's business yeah. with the the weight, the <coughs> extra weight that I had and hitting all the bumps and all the cycle time and everything else. And uh, so I had to adjust the crossover rings so that it wouldn't bottom out so much. And it was like a whole new machine. Like Hmm. literally we spent what, five minutes, I think is all for me to do all that. And it was a whole new machine. And and Brent was driving with me and, uh, um, or riding with me and we were both like, Oh my gosh, that is so much better. (laughs) Cause it was brutal. It was beating us up until that point. But, yeah. My my favorite part of that last day, we pull into this truck stop north yeah. of Sandpoint and there's a boat inspection place there. Oh <laughs> and, gosh. and the producer the producer goes, I can make that look like a border crossing. <laughs> right. It's like we can just call it right <laughs> we're now. <good. laughs> and and I was like, Nope, nope, we're going to the we're going to the border. We're finishing this off. Not that far. Oh yeah. Yeah, we we got up there and you wouldn't he was probably more pumped than anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. No, so we made, made our all the way. To we the made board. our assault. Yeah. We invaded, uh, we invaded Canada. Canada. They no surrendered kid. like quick, <laughs> real easy. They're like, yes. They said sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. What's this a boot? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome though, and to That's finally cool. get there and kind of the elation of it all, it just didn't even feel real. Yeah, we yeah. were actually headed east on the border, so we we hit the border and we come in behind this little mini mart. You know, one of those like no duties mini mart things yeah, that you see at the border joints. yeah so six machines come wheeling in and then back up to the border and the elation like i didn't know how i was going to feel and i didn't feel it until hours after it had been done <laughs> right. even days after it had been done because i just i was just wired the whole time trying yeah. not to go head on with somebody <laughs> yeah um but by the time we cr- got there everybody just 
it was just blatantly obvious everybody knew they'd accomplished something awesome. Oh, yeah. I even went to the producers and I was just going, you did something nobody else has done, man. Oh, yeah. You were part That's of cool. it. You drove it. And they were just like, it's unbelievable. High yeah. fives and hugs. <laughs> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of that. That's yeah. the, yeah. the one thing that it, I totally get it because the, the trip that I was able to go on with Cooper for Ultimate Adventure, it was the same thing. Like by the end, you're, you're just exhausted from being in a rig from doing all the stuff, but at the very end, it's like your spirits just go through the roof. And For it's sure. Like, Holy cow! Okay. I don't want to be done. Yeah, it's like what this was so cool. Let's and do then, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. So, successful trip. Yeah, everyone made it. All eight rigs, and now the belt. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's. M- oh, what oh happened? god. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to go there. So we're there's there at the border, <laughs> and it, we finally wrap everything up, and we're going to leave, and I'm unloading no all way. my gear. So because I had a passenger riding with me in the Talon. Just so that I think they did it because they needed a scenery change or maybe a break from <laughs> each other or whatnot. But I moved all my gear that was in my passenger seat into the the orange razor that had the belt issues, and I had two belts. And so I'm moving all my stuff back to the Talon so I can go meet up with Lenny, who was picking me up there, and, and take off. And, and I was supposed to be like five feet off your bumper. Yeah, yeah. and there's <laughs> there's a bumper or there's an extra belt there, and I'm grabbing it because I'm going to take it back to Jamie. I'm like, wow, we're all done now. I'm assuming you won't need this, so I'll just uh, remind. I'll, I'll, I'll take it back to him. Or do you think you will? Are you going to be able to make it the like four or five miles it is to the no the pickup joint? So I take it and I leave. No. And Ian was right behind me. Yep. We yep. leave. <laughs> the and sheer I get disappointment there. I felt in that. It, it wasn't his fault. It broke with him because we were doing like 55 on the highway. Yeah. And he threw it in drive, and it just. It, it like it MMA tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh. done. Yeah, yeah. Four miles from where he needed to get. Yeah, yeah. So I I end up loading Cost us up, two hours. tied everything down. Call Ian. I'm like, where are you guys? And he's like, oh no, he he blew a belt. I'm like, oh, I have a spare belt. You want me to bring it? <laughs> oh my god. So well, and that's the funny part is Lenny and I go to head back. So we head back, but I'm I don't realize that they're all the way back at the border and we could have just gone straight. So I turned to go the farm to market road that we'd gone in the back way and the in the dirt yeah. where we could with the UTVs and uh you know, forty foot gooseneck. Like yeah, it's not the easiest <laughs> down yeah. there, but we're we're going and I saw Ben in the truck with the full throttle trailer go straight so like ben should have been there by the time i called in like he, he there was no reason why he shouldn't have been there already i'm like i saw him he was right behind me oh, no. so he didn't see that last turn in before the border he, no. he calls me he's like dude I've got more guns in this thing. You shake a stick. I'm not going, near, I'm the going near the border. <laughs> so I, I finally spotted him on the highway and waved him down. But by this time, I mean I was supposed to pick up kids at seven o'clock. It was seven o five, and I'm gosh. in Bonner's Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, Idaho got the last laugh, but it's still <laughs> you know we're, epic trip. Yeah, we're like what seventy two hours removed somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, and, and I just I almost pitched a tent in my front yard. <laughs> right. I, I miss it. It was so fun. That's it was awesome. it was so it was epic. It was an adventure for of a of a lifetime. Yeah, like, I'll never forget it for sure. That's cool. For sure, I, I would recommend it to anybody, whether it be on a, a in a in a vehicle in a UTV in a bike. It was it was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, I it, would too. It's one of those things that you you get into it to finish it. 
not to not to race. You're not doing anything for time. Yeah. You're just you're just there to finish it. And if you enjoy don't enjoy the ride, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it was cool. epic. Well, I'm assuming based on how you opened, there's going to be more of these. Uh, we're just going to keep clicking them keep off. Keep clicking them yep. off, huh? What's uh, the next one? Next is Utah. Now, ooh, um, ooh. In like 2021, Utah. in 2021, I want to tackle Utah. And then there's another one that's a little bit more ambition. I, I, I want to start in Yuma, Arizona, and I want to go to Canada. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. wow. There yeah. you go. Oh, and oh, and it, but wait, there's more. Uh, I got invited by Side by Side USA to start in Arizona, 10,000 miles. Go up, up through Wisconsin, through the Michi- uh, northern Good Michigan, night. and here's where it gets. This is this is where they had me. Like when I looked at the the, the route, it uh, it goes to the Halffield McCoy Trail system, which yeah, I've, I've I've wheeled there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, goes through West Virginia, through Virginia, and then and there's my bucket list. It goes through Tennessee, and uh-huh. I, I watch there. In the UTV industry, there's no shortage of content creators that do oh, yeah. a lot of shooting out in Tennessee. Oh, totally. And they've sold me on Tennessee, you yeah. know, and I, I could not be more excited about I it. Know, the wheeling there's pretty rad. Yeah. I mean, honey, I'll be gone for a month. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that's the plan for 2021. And uh, the Transamerica Trail's on the list as well. Very cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I just don't know on the Transamerica Trail if I'm going to do it on a bike or on a UTV. Yeah. UTV <clears throat> be. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're stoked. Yeah. I know. I know Cooper's stoked. And yeah. Uh, Utah is happening. It's yeah, that's, cool. that, that's a done deal. The the thing that's so cool about Utah though is when rocks. You, well, when you do research on Utah, they're tell, telling you that you want to target this particular time because of the weather microsystems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're talking flash floods. I'm like, oh, just say no more. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. That that's <laughs> that'll be exciting. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like that's the stuff. Like I'm just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta reevaluate my GPS. Do they make game. snorkels for UTVs? Um, don't need one. You, <laughs> yeah. you skip across the top. Have you not yeah. seen YouTube's? Yeah. Full so, <laughs> but but the difference between yeah. YouTube, the the difference between Utah and Idaho mm-hmm. is like like Washington's BDR is epic. It's absolutely yeah. epic. But it's 550, and we just took down 1400. Utah is about seven. So with a little bit of luck. So I mean, what I'm what I'm shorter. hearing is logistics got easier because. It's a there and back. <laughs> I'm in. Say no more. <laughs> there and back. Yeah. That way we drop our trucks yeah. and trailers at the same place no, we that put we're it, going oh, to load yeah. back there up. We go. put trucks and trailers in Soda Springs, Idaho, down, up. Yeah, we go. We do the, we do the trip oh. down and back. Look, we, we just solved the problem. You're right welcome. Here. Logistics, yeah. simple. <laughs> now that we've yeah. done 1,400, we know it's doable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 100%. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it. 2021 will be rad it will it was yep. a cool trip it was i didn't get to go cooper went but there I, the pictures the content the scenery there's we gonna wanted be to stuff. finish kyle i know yeah yeah, yeah. i'd be taking dirt naps left <laughs> and right yeah <laughs> yeah uh but that's cool yeah there's stay John tuned Cena. on social media uh we've got all <laughs> sorts of good stuff coming out yeah trip so follow along it's on our newsletters it's on instagram facebook youtube we got some stories thanks ian yeah we got the build thanks thanks for for, putting it on yeah thanks for having me we wouldn't have been able to go if it weren't for you so um and it's cool you're local you're like in our backyard which is rad and the other nice thing is i had zero electrical issues and i had a lot i had all of them for you (laughs) (laughs) everything electrical in my car failed my heated seat (laughs) worked awesome which thank goodness for that all of my all seats. of my fans worked awesome for everything. My um, 
<coughs> SMB uh, particle separator for my helmet worked awesome. Like, oh, and by the way, those are must have must must haves because yeah. the eating dust when you're anyone but the lead dog. There was there was dust sandwiches served up all day long, nom, nom, nom. and they were not good. They were gritty. Yeah, gross. If if there's one thing I want the content to have captured, it's literally like I'm running a full windshield, and my mirrors instead of being high out of your way, they're low, so they're in the way. Yeah. So you can't see. I I was like, I was Ace Ventura, <laughs> head out the window of that car like the whole time. Oh Hopefully that gosh. gets. It was goofy. We had such a good time though, man. I it would do it. I would good. do it again tomorrow. I'm oh, glad yeah, you guys totally. liked it. That's yeah. awesome. Sounds like an epic trip. So. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to check out Cooper's build, uh, go to our website, click Vehicle Builds. You'll see the X3 there. You can see all the parts and stuff that went into that. Um, it will be back soon. Yeah. Uh, it's not gone. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Ian, again, thanks for uh, coming out. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you guys have questions on a current podcast, want suggestions for a future podcast, shoot us an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. As always, you can follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. Not Instagram. They don't do Instagram on podcasts. No. Uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that. Maybe maybe they will now. Maybe you're forward thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Booyah. Booyah.